You're listening to Unveiling the Magic Podcast, where newcomers and seasoned Potterheads are all welcome. Hello, and welcome back to Unveiling the Magic. My name is Laura. I'm Joni. And I'm Priscilla. And in this episode, Harry sneaks into Hogsmeade, but he gets a little cocky and he gets caught. Then, the most exciting Quidditch game that Joni has to explain yet. We're talking about chapters 14 and 15 of Prisoner of Azkaban. Wow. <laughs> I love that she said the most exciting Quidditch, and we were just talking about how Joni doesn't have to explain anything about it. <laughs> I know. I, I, I forgot to say. I forgot to say. Um, so, I listened to that chapter, obviously. And I listened to Jim Dale at, I think it's like 1.5 speed. And it's still not that fast. But when he's talking about Quidditch, it's like... (laughs) Yeah, he goes really fast. Yeah, he goes. I just thought it was funny. I don't think I... I didn't listen to my part this time. Like, I got to my part and then I think I finished dinner and then I I never continued. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I've ever listened to him do Quidditch. I've heard him do well. I didn't. I haven't actually listened to this book on Audible. Maybe since like the first or second chapter, but yeah, um, I have heard him do other Quidditch matches, and I'm imagine, imagining it to be the same. Yeah, yeah. he's I like just, very like um, enthusiastic, it, yeah, like animated enthusiastic. about mm-hmm. it. So Which I can see that you have to because it's 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 not boring to read, but it's like okay, what happens? Yeah. So how are we doing? We're good. We're pretty much halfway through the week. It's Wednesday. Um, mm-hmm. Still getting closer and inching closer to the closing of our house. So pretty busy over here. Going to start packing this weekend. So, oh, and then we leave to London on next Saturday, which is Phil's birthday. London. And Did you London? say that last episode? I think I, I mentioned it. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure um, if I should so, do the Joey voice again. You can always do the Joey voice. <laughs> London, baby! <laughs> Chandler's like, can you... That's going to get really old really fast. <laughs> London, baby! And he's like, What was I saying? Oh, yeah, so... Next week is going to be a lot of Priscilla getting anxiety about not having enough time mm-hmm. to pack the house and to pack for a five-day trip. So that's pretty much what's up with me let me think yeah oh i've been playing a lot of phasmophobia lately well when i say a lot i've been playing it more than i haven't more than (laughs) i played anything else is what i meant to say because i haven't really picked up games in a while oh it's very a while um, i mean a week good timing you know halloween coming up spooky season yeah so it's been interesting to (laughs) learn the game it's been a lot of fun but yeah that's kind of what's going on with me. What about you, Laura? I, what have I been up to? Just working, trying to read my book, trying to finish it. I'm reading Beloved. I don't know if I've ever said that in episode. And I don't think you have. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm like halfway through now, finally. But I've been working on it far too long. Um, Podcast things. And I feel like there was something that I was going to say. But I don't remember. But I have been mm-hmm. informed that it's a Bones Day, so. Oh, yeah. It's a Bones Day. I'm doing good. 
Yeah. It's a good day. <laughs> I feel like even no bones days are good days. They're just more like, take it easy, you know? Yeah. yeah. Don't be so hard on yourself. Sleep that was in. was me yesterday. I love that. Yeah. No expectations. Yeah. Um. How about you, Joni? Um, let's see. Uh, oh, <laughs> I played Animal Crossing oh, yeah. for the first time in 10 months. Oh my, my gosh, villagers did you see that huge Animal bad. Crossing update coming out? Yeah, that's exactly why I started playing. Well, I, I started playing because Kurt watched the update thing. Yeah. I was in the room, so I listened. And um, he started playing. And then I was just like, you know, maybe I should just like look at my island. Check in. Check in with the villagers. How was it? It's just a lot of weeds. My villagers are just like, you know, scolding me, saying they missed me. One of my villagers said that they missed Sissy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, right after scolding me, they're just like, how dare you leave for so long? And then be like, you know who I miss? Laura. Oh. (laughs) No, I just have that effect on villagers. I'm sorry. No, we just like went to each other's island every day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I don't even want to know what my villagers will say to me. Yeah. It's been so long. I left them stranded. That's about it. I've been watching you with Kurt. You. We have watched the first two episodes. Of the crazy of the new season of the new season, yeah. I mean, it's not like crazy. Well, it's crazy. <laughs> the end of the first episode, I was like, "Bro, f- something actually happened." I felt terrible for it being like finally something happened, but I felt like it was so <laughs> slow. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, "Okay, I don't remember this show getting to the point where I was like, can I just can something just happen?" Yeah. But then they really got you at the end. Have you seen it, Sissy? No. I I mentioned it I've just heard about it. You haven't even seen the first or second season? No. (gasps) You think it's one that David would watch with me? Uh, Phil watches it with me. He actually commented on the writing and said it was really good. Because he can usually figure out shows, and he said this one was hard for him to figure it out. Yeah, like, me and Kurt have been watching it, because I I made it to, uh, like, half of the second season, um, I was watching it when Kurt was deployed, and then I had to stop myself because it is one of those shows that just kind of builds up your anxiety. And I'm just like, I am not in the mental like place, especially alone, to be dealing with this. <laughs> yeah. And so I was just like, I'm just gonna put this down for it because I I watched the first season when it came out on Netflix, and then for my birthday, actually, Kurt's like, Oh, let's watch a movie, and I was like, Instead of a movie, will you watch you with me? And so then. It turned into him us watching from the first season an yeah. episode a night before bed. I'll do that. I'll start Aww. a show that I'm like, okay, maybe David will watch it, and I'll just like re- end up restarting it with him in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get Phil with on Shit's Creek. But he's like, if you already watched it, I don't want to watch it. I'm like, I'm telling you, I would love to rewatch it with you. I want you to <laughs> understand my love for Shit's Creek. That's one I want to watch too. A plus. Hi, Jaylees. Hi, Jaylees. Thanks for coming in. Okay. So, Amanda, is your is your middle name Marie? 
Wait, is so if all of you guys have middle the same name middle Murray, name? So is Joni. And like, you guys are the same dang person. <laughs> no, what? so is Sky and Jaylise. Yeah, I see that they have, they have the same middle name. And then I'm like, wait, is it Marie? But let's be honest here. Marie is like the default middle name for girls. That's insane. I'm waiting for Amanda's reaction. I know. You guys are it. Like, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Amanda, how do we have the Amanda same Amanda dropped life? the phone. I can't believe it. She dropped her phone or her laptop, whatever she's on. She it's can't gone. believe it. <laughs> Were we separated at birth? <laughs> I don't know. Do I have twin sisters? <laughs> or so a funny. set of twin sisters? The new TLC coming to TLC show. It's coming. <laughs> oh, man. Twins separated birth found each other. Via podcast. <laughs> They're streaming. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of our stream, for those of you who are in here, we are getting so close to 50 followers. We are. Um, I think we are at 30 seven so that means we're 13 away and i think if we're trying to make it by a certain day we have like two days which i feel like 13 followers in two days is attainable we can do it i think we can <laughs> laura's face so. she's like i don't know i, I don't so. know that's a lot <laughs> i just looked at laura's face she's like <laughs> sorry i was also trying to see like where it said the amount of followers we have am i f- my focus face is probably great. You're, yeah, I think it was your focus face. Well, now that we've derailed off of <laughs> Harry Potter oh, yeah. while we're recording. We're recording. <laughs> Whoopsies. All right. We know how we're doing. Yeah. Where yes. did we leave off? We left off with Gryffindor beating Ravenclaw, though Cho Chang Cho won Chang. Harry's heart. Oh, <laughs> like that. And Sirius Black made it into Harry's dorm, but mistakenly found Ron. All thanks to Neville. Oh, Neville. Wait, do we have a Quidditch match every time we talk? Uh, right now we do, but it, it's the last one, so. Okay. <laughs> We're done. So, like, every other chapter she did Quidditch? So far, I guess. It feels like it. At least during school, since school started. Hmm. Yeah. So Joni's had fun. Okay. So much fun. So no one in the Gryffindor Tower slept that night. The whole school was being searched again, but when Professor McGonagall returned at dawn, she brought the news of Black's escape again. And I called him Houdini. How is he doing this? (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know. A prison and now Hogwarts twice. Do you have thoughts? Maybe he's... um... No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought I was you gonna did. say maybe he's um what is that word where they just show up somewhere? Oh, apparate. He's apparating, but I'm sure you can't apparate into Hogwarts. You can't. Yeah, Hermione would say, Didn't you read Hogwarts a history? Yeah. Oh, that one. And everyone will say, No, nobody <laughs> has read it except for you, Hermione. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint Hermione. Okay. Of course, this meant some new security measures for Hogwarts. Professor Flitwick taught the front doors to recognize Black's picture. Sir Cadogan was fired. Good. 
And the fat lady was back, but with security trolls to guard her. But the one-eyed witch statue was still unblocked, Harry noticed. So no one else seems to know about this. Should they tell? Hmm. That's what Ron and Harry both kind of like. Well, I think it was mainly Harry. It was just like, should they tell someone? Would you guys tell? I mean, um, it's a mass murderer. Yeah, if a mass murderer were, was, you know, targeting my friend, yeah. I, I mean, would definitely tell. Not even just my friend. Like, <laughs> just yeah. like, if I was aware of something and there was a mass murderer trying to get into my school, I'm going to be like, uh, y- you know about this, right? <laughs> and they, <laughs> like, they got into my, like, tower, like, my house. Yeah. I'd be like, that's too close. I think Harry was close to saying something and then ron goes this next line um ron says they would have heard if the shop gotten broken into but i think you know black has escaped from a prison in hogwarts already i feel yeah. like he's so too. that doesn't mean that he hasn't used that um entrance just because he hasn't gotten caught at honeydukes also, yeah. they didn't catch Harry do it without an invisibility. <laughs> exactly. Cloak. So this this uh, reasoning is a little faulty here. Ronald. Yeah. Ronald. So, uh, okay. But Hogwarts has a new celebrity, Ronald Weasley. The story spread through the halls like wildfire, and Ron seemed to enjoy the attention and telling everyone about it, giving every little detail. Something that Harry and Ron wondered about the whole break-in was why did Sirius just leave? If he got the wrong bed, why not just go to the next one and find Harry? Harry thinks it's because Black would have had a difficult time escaping the castle after Ron yelled. Do you think... What do you think? Hmm. Why do you think he just stopped at Ron? Um, I think that maybe he's scoping it out yeah i feel like someone and i'm only saying this because i just watched some of home alone not the whole thing but do you guys remember (laughs) when the cop was at the beginning of the scene but he was one of the burglars yeah scouting he went to yeah to scout it and see how and he asked questions and he saw how everything was set up so maybe he's planning on something but I don't know. That's I guess that's the only thing that makes sense because why wouldn't he if he just wanted to kill Harry, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. You had think, him right there. Yeah. Someone asked, is it there Harry or Ron? They're like, like, what what would be a big deal of the him just like killing off all the ones in Harry's little dorm if right. he's done it before? But also maybe he doesn't want to have to kill that many people. Like Right I feel like if he's literally killed innocent people and was just laughing hysterically about it, unless he doesn't want to kill Harry, that's a possibility too. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just, I don't know, wants to talk to Harry and Ron yelled and scared him away. <laughs> I just want to talk to you. <laughs> with yeah. a knife. But like with a knife in his <laughs> Imagine being woken up. Be, like even if he made it to Harry and he didn't want to kill Harry and he has a knife, he's like, "Shh, I just want to talk to you." Oh my god! And then Harry being like, "No, <laughs> I don't think so." 
Uh, oh man oh sky thank you that's really sweet thank you for all the shares yes thank you we got this we are gonna get it we're so close we are yeah and you guys get a sister stream tomorrow harry potter trivia (laughs) yeah we can talk about spoilers too yeah i know i won't be watching i might be watching with like mute just because i'll have major fomo (laughs) (laughs) you can't listen (laughs) I can't listen, I know. Okay, back to Sirius Black trying to talk to Harry. Sirius Black, Sirius Black. Okay, on to our boy Neville. He's a mess right now. (laughs) He isn't allowed the password to the common room, so he has to wait outside to be let in. And um, then, at breakfast, he gets a howler from Graham. Mm. Um, And I did want to add, he did end up running out of the hall with it, which we we were trying to think when um, Ron got the howler, what would we do with the howler? We were like, oh, we just run out as far as we can. Um, And so Neville actually does it. But, you know, everyone still heard everything, but at least he was outside of the hall. Doesn't it say, it sounds like it gets so much louder? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think. I think that's what it said. But. I think I would rather be by myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh, so he did run out of the hall with it. The same morning, Harry also got a letter. It was from Hagrid inviting Harry and Ron to his hut that afternoon. It had specific instructions to, it was, quote, wait for me in the entrance hall. You're not allowed out on your own. Ron assumes... Ron... Ron assumes Hagrid wants to hear all about the black attack. <laughs> he thinks everyone just wants to listen to him. Yeah. and um, But when they arrive, Hagrid shuts down Ron saying he already heard about it. And Ron's like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, they are there because Hagrid wants to talk about Hermione. She's been stressed out and lonely. She's been visiting him a lot. And I think this is the first time I really thought about it, but I love that Hermione felt comfortable enough to go see him. Because, yeah, he's like Mm -hmm. Harry's companion and he kind of brought Ron and Hermione, but Hermione felt comfortable enough to go by herself and, you know, whenever she felt like she needed a friend. And also she was helping him with Buckbeak. So, yeah, I love that. And I feel like you can't have a better person to help and do research for you than Hermione, Mm -hmm. you know? So Hagrid's lucky too. It warmed my heart when I really thought about it. Hagrid explained that she'd been sad about their fights, scabbers, and what happened to Ron and Sirius Black. On top of all her schoolwork, she still found time to help Hagrid and Buckbeak. Buckbeak's hearing was this coming Friday, and Hagrid will use the help Hermione gave to him to help with his case. Harry feels horrible about not helping out with Buckbeak, but Hagrid doesn't blame them. He is just disappointed that the boys mm. didn't value the trio's friendship more. Yeah, and in this part, Hagrid made a really good point. He said, I thought that your friendship was more worth more than mm-hmm. a fireball, or he said than a broom, or what else is it that they got? Or a, a rat. Yeah. Or And he's like, pet. Well, Ron was like, well, her cat ate scabbers. And Hagrid was just like, well, 
a cat was just like her cat was acting like cats do yeah that's why you're not allowed to bring rats guys (laughs) and he's like people get weird about their pets and we're all like we know hagrid (laughs) especially you yes um but when they reach back to the gryffindor when they you know what i'm trying to say that sounds weird when they go back to Gryffindor common room, the trio did not patch things up. Harry and Ron see the notice board for the coming Hogsmeade weekend. They discuss Harry sneaking out again, but Hermione is there to warn Harry not to. She's just like all of a sudden behind their shoulders like, um, <laughs> you're not thinking about going, right? Like, uh, I know what you guys do. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Hermione is there to warn Harry not to, not after what happened to Ron. And she was just like, she'll go to McGonagall and she'll tell. Ron chooses to care less about what she has to say. Um, haven't you done enough damage this year? Oh man, that's rough. Jeez. He holds a grudge like no other man. He does. He does hold grudges and he like has fighting, he has fighting words. Hermione. Oh, um, go. What's that Taylor Swift quote? My words shoot to kill when I'm mad. That's mm-hmm. him. Oh, bring in the T Swift. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hermione leaves, and Harry still agrees to go, but this time with his, with his invisibility cloak. The morning of the Hogsmeade weekend, after the students left for the village, Harry looked at the map to check to see if the coast was clear. He gets to the statue, but sees Neville Longbottom's name on the map. Neville was banned from Hogsmeade as a punishment for leaving the passwords lying around. Harry clears the map, then he tries to divert Neville elsewhere. But then Snape comes around, asking Mm. why the boys picked a peculiar... Peculiar... (laughs) Did this happen before with this word? Peculiar. Peculiar place to meet. It's a funny word. I like it when I type it, but I don't like it when I have to say it. That was me with another word the other day. I forget what it was. I skipped it. Because I'm like, (laughs) why did I write that? Why did I have confidence in myself that I could say that outside of saying it in my head? (laughs) Um, Snape sends them both back to the Gryffindor Tower. But Harry is able to shake off Neville and return back to the One-Eyed Witch alone. Harry meets Ron in Hog in Honeyduke's careful not to bump into anyone under the cloak. Ron took Harry to all the stops in Hogsmeade and was showing Harry the Shrieking Shack when Draco and his cronies came up. Draco is talking about Buckbeak's hearing, then he sees Ron. But Harry couldn't help himself. He's invisible, so he throws some mud at the back of Draco's head. Malfoy and his crew are very confused and freaked out about what just happened. Ron mm. says something about it being haunted up here, you know, with a shrieking shack. Harry starts a mud fight where he thinks he's being clever. Funny, yes, until Crab trips over Harry and causes Harry's cloak to slip off his head. So there's just a floating Harry head in the middle of Hogsmeade. This totally freaks out Draco and they run off. But you know, after Dra- Draco calms down a bit... He's going to go straight to Snape. Yes. 
I was freaking out for Harry at this point. I'm like, what a stupid thing to do. Why? I know. Why not just let them, lo- like, leave them alone? He knows or that. Or just do the yeah. first thing and then Ron yeah. could have easily, like, Ron was onto something and he's like, oh, yeah, it's creepy up here and I just would have left. Yeah. But no. Just leave him with no. that one thing. He knows exactly. that the invisibility cloak only makes him invisible. He still has to be careful yeah. if, like, somewhere were, were to, like, run up to him. Yeah, and now Draco knows that he has an invisibility cloak. That's true. I wonder... Never mind. I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. He's going to go straight to Snape. Harry thought so too, so he ran back to Honeydukes as fast as he could to the passageway, and before getting back through the One-Eyed Witch, he knew he had to leave the cloak um, there and come back for it. But once back in the castle and out behind the statue, he heard hurried footsteps. It was Snape. Of course. Harry looking all muddy, pocket full of loot, and guilty. <laughs> oh, gosh. They go to Snape's office, where Snape tells him that Malfoy had quite a story for him. Seems that Harry's head was floating in Hogsmeade. If his head was there, that means Harry's whole body was there. But Harry's body is not allowed in Hogsmeade. How about I that? Just, I don't understand the timeline here. You know, so they're in Hogsmeade. Mm-hmm. How fast does Draco get? Isn't Snape at Hogwarts? Yes. Or is Snape with yes. them? Snape was at Hogwarts because um, at least when Harry left on oh, the yeah. map, yeah. he saw Snape in his office. So Draco got back to hogwarts mm-hmm. it's super fast before harry and told I'm thinking Snape the entire story maybe like the actual way to hog hogsmeade is a little bit quicker than the back way that harry is taking it yeah so we'll he just can just direct. leave hogsmeade without any supervision and just be like peace i gotta go talk to Snape. sorry i'm thinking too much into it yeah just because i think from how i always thought of it like hogsmeade like you didn't have to go you could go yeah kind of leave and go go. oh okay um, okay okay as you want okay that makes sense yeah that makes sense yeah because it's like it's just like a walk out of hogsmeade uh, hogwarts to get to hogsmeade (laughs) so like they're just like oh if you're 13 and up you or third year and up you can just go if you want to on these allotted days oh there's no sort of yeah i don't think there's like a it's not like i'm looking for field trips yeah like what we did Mm -hmm. where you have like chaperones chaperones that's what i was thinking Mm -hmm. about yeah okay okay that makes sense yeah and the teachers like in the last trip like there's teachers there too like there's i guess because yeah they said um mcgonagall and flitwick were there yeah and Harry was just like, oh, I should have known that they're, you know, it's the end of term. They're, you know, Christmas. And yeah, that's why they were there that time. So, yeah, I'm guessing Harry's way is just a lot farther to get to. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, they go to Snape's office where Snape tells him that Malfoy had quite. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. So Harry did not, <laughs> I did not reread these. Um, <laughs> Harry denies, denies, and denies. Draco must have had too much butterbeer, or he was hallucinating, or maybe he needs to just go to Madame Pomfrey. This is Harry to Snape. It's Harry trying to gaslight. I know. 
<laughs> and play innocent. Now Snape just wants to feel like he finally got something on Potter. Everyone is out here looking for you, and you just don't care. You're just as careless as ever. That's pretty much what he's saying. That's not a quote. Then Snape's grudge over Harry's dad comes back. Snape calls Harry arrogant like James and said that James thought he was so cool being on the Quidditch team, strutting around like he was important. Yeah, so I just picture James as a, a jock. The jock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Snape the complete opposite, probably. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. And Harry goes, quote, my dad didn't strut. He's getting defensive. My dad didn't strut. And neither do I. This meeting starts heating up. But while trying to defend his dad, Harry learns some new information. Yes, James Potter saved Snape's life at one point, like Dumbledore said in Sorcerer's Stone. But under what circumstance? Yeah, that was interesting. Mm -hmm. According to Snape, it was to save... Oh. (laughs) Forgot. Wow, feisty Laura I forgot, typing. I, forgot I used an inappropriate word um, to save his own butt. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I wonder what inappropriate word he used in there. <laughs> um, Snape finally tells Harry to empty his pockets. Oh, gosh. This is where I was getting nervous. Yes. He has Harry. Harry emptied the candies and the blank map. Snape tries to figure out the map, but fails to unveil the secrets. Mm. So, before you start, your thoughts yeah. on Harry's dad. Yeah, this yeah. is interesting. I'm I'm very intrigued as to what the story is behind James Potter mm-hmm. saving Snape's life. Mm-hmm. Because Dumbledore did not at all make it seem like that. Yeah. He basically made it seem like, Oh, James saved Snape's life. Or he basically said Snape hated James for saving his life. Mm -hmm. It was nothing like there was some sort of, you know, it it just made it seem like James was the hero. Yeah. But there was no detail. And now we're getting detail. And it was, I don't know. It seems shady. Yeah. It's it's interesting to learn. It is. It's also Snape's, Snape's side. So. Yeah. That's true. It could be that Snape is in denial and wants to think, no, there's no way he saved me out of the goodness of his mm-hmm. heart. Just because he wanted to save me as a person, he, there was something in it for him. I don't know. <laughs> oh, the possibilities. Well, Snape has the map. Mm-hmm. And he opens it and words suddenly start appearing. So the first thing that appears is Professor Severus Snape. This is from the book. Master of this school commands you. No, that's not what appears. This is what Snape says. Excuse me. (laughs) Professor Severus Snape, master of this school, commands you to yield information you conceal. And what appears, Mr. Mooney presents his compliments to Professor Snape and begs him to keep his abnormally large nose out of of other people's business. (laughs) And then some other stuff appeared. Mr. Prongs agrees with Mr. Mooney and would like to add that Professor Snape is an ugly jit. <laughs> Wait, is it git? Git. We talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. Why do I always want to say jit? Git. Mr. Padfoot would like to register his astonishment that an idiot like 
like that ever became your professor. These people are really mean. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Warmtail bids Professor Snape good day and advises him to wash his hair. The slime ball. <laughs> that was my favorite ball. ball. That was my favorite yes, part. Yes, Amanda. The sass is on point. It really yeah. is. Um, so basically, this is a, this is what appears to Snape as he's trying to uncover or discover what this map is and what it says. Which, at this point, when I'm reading, I'm like, okay, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Looks like he can't really see Work what's it. up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Snape seems confused. And he grabs a handful of glittering powder from a jar and he throws it into the flames of the fireplace. Lupin, he calls into the fire. I want a word. (laughs) A large shape appeared in the fireplace and seconds later, Professor Lupin came out from the fireplace. What? Like, Like, what? Flu powder. Remember how- But I didn't know that he could do that. Yes. I didn't know that you could call someone and they appear. Yes. So it's like a phone. Yeah. You see it more later in yeah. that kind of like a like a call but yes yeah, so you can use fireplaces not only to travel but to also communicate with other fireplaces they have to be in the network is this the first time we've seen this uh as far as this kind of like um, using it as a phone <laughs> yeah like the, the like calling him over to come to him yeah situation. that was i was like what i didn't know that that could happen I wonder if people call him all the time. That's why his his <laughs> robes are all. <laughs> oh wait, that's a thought. There's so many bogarts in this school. <laughs> <laughs> what now? Oh my gosh! So Snape knew that Lupin. Uh, Snape knew that this was Lupin's area of expertise. So he wanted Lupin's opinion. He shows the piece of parchment, and the words that appeared were still shining. Lupin didn't give much of an expression, but he stared at the map. And Snape was sure that the parchment was full of dark magic. Lupin barely glanced at Harry, but Harry knew not to interrupt. It was kind of like he gave him a face, like, just let me do my thing, pretty much. Lupin says it looks like a piece of parchment that seems to insult anyone who reads it. Childish, yes, but not dangerous. He He tried to convince Snape that Harry must have gotten it from a joke shop. But Snape wondered if this was even possible, or did Harry get it directly from those named in the parchment? Harry denied knowing any of them. At this moment, Ron comes bursting in. (laughs) I want to say this is a really good friend thing to do, but at the same time, Ron was the one that encouraged Harry to go. So I was kind of undecided as to why. But he does still try to come save his friend and says, I gave Harry that stuff ages ago. <laughs> yeah. How like, does, he knew exactly what but, to say. But as somebody, like, if I were Snape, I'm like, how do you know that this is happening? <laughs> You're supposed to be at Hogsmeade. And how do you know that he has that stuff in his pocket right now? <laughs> that's, I never even thought that's about a good that. Thought. I was that mainly good, like, who the heck would keep I feel like all that's a in hole in, in the plot then because. Ron isn't supposed to know. If, yeah. if Harry actually wasn't in Hogsmeade, how would Ron, Ron know that he's know. going through this? <laughs> like, wow. I can't believe Ron. I didn't think about that. It'll, it's also You're definitely Ron. not Ravenclaw, Ron. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, it'll, it's also, how are they 13 right now? 13-year-old Ron, who's probably like, what do I do? What do I do? I don't have Hermione with me. And he's like, I'm going to yeah. just go. <laughs> Hermione, yeah, Hermione definitely would have been like, we're it. not supposed to even know. 
you know yes yeah so when you were well when you were going through your like the whole anyway (laughs) (laughs) i had this thought when you were talking there we go that's what i was trying to say um (laughs) when you were talking about how snape called lupin over because it's his area of expertise but Snape wants to be the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, so he mm. should have expertise in this. Yeah. Exactly. And also, Snape hates Lupin. Why is he bringing Lupin into this? That's a good question. Yeah, lots of good questions, Joni. Yes. <laughs> lots of good questions. Like, was there a reason why he picked Lupin to come? Yeah. You think there was an alternative motive? Ulterior Ulterior. Ulterior, yeah. <laughs> um, how do I say oh, Well, I guess you guys this? can't answer that. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I feel like there can't be... If anything, I feel like Snape would know that Lupin... Well, I don't know if Snape knows Lupin and Harry's relationship. He doesn't. I don't know if he knows Lupin's been helping mm-hmm. Harry with the mentor stuff. Yeah. But maybe he saw... That they seem to have some kind of relationship when he dropped off that goblet. Remember? Yeah, maybe he wanted, like, even though he doesn't like Lupin, he doesn't want Lupin and Harry to like each other. That sounds weird, but, like, they don't, he doesn't want them to have, like, any form of, like, relationship. So, like, let's catch him in this thing together as the teachers. Lupin somehow takes control over the situation. Which I was shocked how he did it. He's he's so smooth about it. Mm-hmm. He just kind of mm-hmm. takes back. The, he takes the map from Snape. He's a very calm. I think he says something. Person. Yeah, he has like a calm. Like it wasn't. He wasn't stressed out about the situation, or maybe he was internally, but he definitely didn't mm-hmm. reflect yeah. it. Um, and he was just like, okay, I have to talk to them about their vampire vampire essay. Let's get out of here. <laughs> And they left, and Harry was like, not even going to look at Snape, just going to keep walking. <laughs> How did he get out of that one? Uh, he uh, he did, though. He managed to get uh, out of it. Once they were out, Lupin didn't even want to hear an explanation, but he did advise Harry he knew what this was, the map, and he couldn't believe Harry hadn't handed it in, mm. especially knowing, I think he said knowing what happened last time someone left something out, referring to Neville and the passwords. Yeah. And of course, Harry would not be getting the map back, which I'm sure no one was surprised about that. <laughs> and he also left Harry with some words that made him feel bad by oh. telling him this was a poor way to repay his parents <gasps> that gave their lives for him. Ouch. And when so- it's kind of like when the parent that doesn't really yell at you much <laughs> yells at you, you know, and you're like, that stings a little bit harder. Yeah, it's because like a slap in the face. Harry got two parental like oh talks. he did like first Hagrid, which I was very happy that Hagrid kind of had that moment. Yeah, because even um, Harry, oh not Harry, even ha- no, yeah, even Harry says like he's acting more serious. Like this is not normal. Yeah, and I was thinking about this when I was uh, listening to the chapter. I I know we're kind of doubling back to Hagrid, but I forget that Hagrid is around the same age as as Voldemort. So Hagrid's Mm -hmm. in his sixties. Yeah, he's old. Like, Mm. 
And like when we interact yeah. with Hagrid, I always think he's younger. He almost feels mm-hmm. like Child. he needs to yeah. be parented. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like he's a he's a he's a grown man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was gonna go off on a Hagrid tangent, but maybe we'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, but yeah. So basically, Harry feels terrible after he hears this from Lupin. So Harry and Ron head up to the staircase and. For a second, he thinks about his invisibility cloak, but wouldn't dare to go back for it. I'm over here like, bro, is it just going to stay there? Is I know. it going to end up in the I get worried hands? about the I'm cloak just like worried about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, are you I was worried about how it. He's just so comfortable with just leaving it. Oh, I'd be like, I need to go get it back, man. Um, Ron blamed himself, as he should. <laughs> and as they walk toward the Gryffindor common room, they see Hermione looking upset and i think at this point yes this is the point where they were like oh she's harry's freaking out that she'd tell professor mcgonagall mm-hmm. about everything what's going on she knows what just happened but they were wrong that's not why she was looking this way mm-hmm. hagrid had lost his case and buckbeak was going to be executed oh that's how that chapter ends sad she's like just thought you should know yeah but we find out there's hope. She shows them a letter that Hagrid sent her. He thanked her for all of her help, but the execution date was yet to be announced. Apparently, Malfoy's dad had a ton of influence and in frightened the committee into this decision. But there will be a chance for an appeal. But Hermione felt hopeless. Rondom then and said, You won't have to do all the work this time, Hermione. I'll help. Oh. And Hermione just, I feel like in this moment, she just was over it and she was so glad to hear that and just hug. Well, she did hug Ron and she broke down and Ron oh. awkwardly taps the top of her head <laughs> as she's like bawling her eyes out. Uh, <laughs> How do I react so to crying? I can just said. imagine, yeah, like what? You're there, little one. <laughs> um, she apologized for Scabbers, and Ron seemed to have let it go, which Aww. was really a sweet moment. The trio didn't have much of an opportunity to talk to Hagrid since security was so high. They could only chat with him during their care of magical creatures lesson. Hagrid blamed himself, saying he couldn't remember what to say, and he kept dropping his notes. All Lucius had to do was stand up and say what he had to say, and the committee did just that. But the trio still had hope for the appeal. As they walked back to class, they noticed... Oh, man. This is when Hermione's, like... Hermione gets oh, intense, yes. man. Yes, yes, yes. She gets intense, okay? <laughs> I'm like, you go, girl. <laughs> so they walked back to class, and they noticed Malfoy and his goons laughing <laughs> and talking about Hagrid. Malfoy called Hagrid pathetic. And then Hermione snaps. Snap. Smack. She slapped Malfoy in the face, man. <laughs> yeah. <Hermione>. <laughs> uh, she threatened him. She also threatened him by pulling out her wand. And in a moment, they left. They were, which I find this really interesting. Draco was just kind of very. If it seems like he was very much threatened. Yeah. Yeah. He did not feel comfortable in that situation. Well, I wonder knows. if it's, Oh, go ahead. I just wonder if it's because. He didn't expect this, so he didn't yeah. know how to react. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't think he expected it, but also, like, we all know that Hermione knows a lot. Yeah. yeah. And Hermione could do some damage to you if you let her. That's true. And so, like, when you have Hermione threatening you, it's, like, another level. Yeah. Yeah. And Definitely. I know, like, mainly only Harry and Ron have seen her and are like, oh, wow, she's capable of scary things. But I think everyone else can kind of tell that she she would probably know a lot and enough to do some damage yeah Yeah. if she was that kind of person ron was shocked (laughs) also it's it said he was shocked but also impressed or something impressed yeah impressed was the word he was impressed but shocked (laughs) they didn't have much time to discuss what had just occurred (laughs) they were due in charms they were late but flitwick caught them up and oh Wait, what did I write? They were late, but Flitwick caught them up on the cheering charms they were learning mm-hmm. that day. But Harry and Ron noticed Hermione wasn't with them, which was confusing because she was with them up until they got inside the classroom. Mm-hmm. She wasn't at lunch either. They went back to the common room and found her asleep at a table. Harry woke her up, telling her she had missed charms. <laughs> oh, no, I forgot about charms, or I forgot to go to charms, she says. Which... Makes Harry even more confused because he's like, dude, you were like right, right next us. to me when, yeah, which I'm confused as well. And I just need to know what's going on. And I feel like <laughs> they just keep dropping hints and it's just, and there's no answers and I want answers. Okay. I want Got answers about Lupin. I want answers about Hermione. <sighs> Ron tells her she's got too much on her plate and she doesn't listen. Like always. Mm-hmm. She heads off to apologize to Flitwick and tells the boys she will see them in divination, where they were learning crystal balls earlier than they thought they would. Hermione's irritated as she seems to still not enjoy this course. They begin doing what Professor Trelawney instructs, staring at the ball, keeping their minds blank. But all Harry could think about is how stupid <laughs> he thought it was. And it seemed like Ron and Hermione weren't really taking it seriously either. Hermione finds it useless, and Professor Trelawney was over the disruptions the trip. Oh, the trip. The trio. The trio, <laughs> the trio not the trip. Professor Trelawney was over the disruptions the trio was causing and approached their table and looked into their crystal ball, which I feel like we can all guess what she sees. What do you see, Trelawney? There. What do you see? Something moving. <laughs> Harry felt he knew what she was going to say. But before she could finish her sentence, Hermione interrupts. Oh, for goodness sake, not the ridiculous Grim again. <laughs> so the professor seemed shocked with the outburst and reminded Hermione that she wasn't cut out for this course. She said her mind was so hopelessly mundane. Jeez. I feel like this is a really rude thing for right? a professor to tell their student. It was kind of like she had like a personal vendetta Mm -hmm. against Hermione. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I feel like Hermione doesn't take her stuff as, you know, like Lavender and what's her what's her face? Pavati. What's the other girl that's obsessed? Oh Pervati, yeah. So is Hermione's just completely the opposite. So Professor Trelawney is just like, you know what? You're not cut out for this. Yeah. Yeah. So Hermione says, fine. I think she says fine twice. She just Basically, grabs her stuff, and she leaves. 
It took a moment for the class to begin again, and of course, Lavender didn't fail to remember that Professor Trelawney had mentioned someone would be leaving them around Easter. And Professor confirmed that was going to be Hermione, and she'd known all along. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think this is a cool prediction she made, but she didn't know what that meant. Yeah. She didn't know if someone died or if someone left the class. And she definitely didn't exactly. know it was Hermione. She didn't. I don't like this lady. <laughs> Harry looked into his crystal ball again, and he didn't see anything. The last thing he needed was a near-death experience this close to the Quidditch final. And... <laughs> I'm like, really? This is what we're... Con- you don't want a near-death experience because of the Quidditch final. That's, you know, priorities, you know, are in place. <laughs> Harry was really, you know, he really wanting to make sure to he didn't die for the Quidditch priorities. final. Not for his own life, but because he wanted to make sure he was there for the Quidditch final. <laughs> oh, Quidditch. He really cares about Quidditch in this book. This is- yeah. Everyone's... I think the I mean, fireball has a lot to do with it, too. Yeah, the fireball... Oliver has put the pressure on him because it's his last chance for the Quidditch Cup. Mm-hmm. And I think also because they are really close. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, as they explain in this chapter. Very close. Yeah. Okay. My turn. I didn't realize that when I split these chapters that I had like so much less than everybody else because I had mm-hmm. so much Quidditch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's okay. She did this on purpose, Laura. She did it on purpose. <laughs> You know what? I've gotten Quidditch three times in a row. Just give this to me. (laughs) It's fine. I like. I think it was good. You gave me. What did you give me? You gave me Hogsmeade, and then you gave Priscilla the. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. When Priscilla was going, I'm like, oh wow, she still has like Trelawney's class. I'm like, like this was not like. I feel like all I had was the Quidditch (laughs) game, and I'm pretty sure that is all I had. I mean, it was a lot. I think it was. But yeah. it was it was a, an eventful Quidditch. Let's oh. get into it, huh? Yeah, let's go. What happens? <laughs> the Easter holidays did not feel like a holiday at all. The third years had so much homework and preparation for their exams that that's all that they could really do was just do their homework. Mm. Hermione had everyone beat, though. She had so many more classes than everybody that she was studying so much that it was causing her to have eye bags very similar to Lupin's. Oh, man. That's saying something. Yeah. He's got, like, 20 years on her. <laughs> Ron took over looking into Buckbeak's... Ca- Ugh. Took over in- looking into Buck- Buckbeak's case, and Harry was busy with Quidditch practice every day. Oliver made it very clear that they needed to beat Slytherin by more than 200 points in order for them to win to win the Quidditch Cup. Over 200 points. This put pressure on Harry to make sure that he caught the snitch at the perfect moment. It also said in the book that, like, it may, like Harry had, like, the win was, like, on Harry's back because <laughs> the snitch, like, is 150 mm-hmm. points. And, like, that's every Quidditch game. That yeah. Is. <laughs> but I think specific, that's not this, new. I think, I don't know if you talk about it here i don't know you may have no i don't see it but wood was like we have to be up by 50 points or more okay we have yeah. to be up by 50 points and yeah. harry's like i got it dude we have to be up yeah. by 50 Thing points is, or more like There's harry actually has stuff. to pay attention to the freaking score before he could yeah i think that's yeah. why this is like you know a lot because 
usually you don't i feel like he just catches it and that gives him 150 pre basically win the game you know this time you have to make sure they're up like 50 points yeah you gotta actually strategize this (laughs) i was wondering why sky stopped texting me back (laughs) she's hanging out with us oh thank you sky sobby the entire gryffindor house was excited for the upcoming match since gryffindor hadn't had the chance to win this Quidditch Cup since Charlie Weasley was Seeker. And Charlie Weasley, since we never talk about him really, <laughs> since like first book is Ron's older brother. Uh, but Harry was the most determined. The rivalry between, Malf- b- between him and Malfoy was at peak intensity. Malfoy was bitter about the incident in Hogsmeade's- Hogsmeade and the fact that Harry got away with it. And honestly, I get it. I would be too. Yeah. It's like, dang, we can't ever get that Potter. Yeah, like that's like, you. he should have been more punished for that, but whatever. Yeah. Harry was still mad about Malfoy's attempt to sabotage him during the Ravenclaw game, but he was even more mad about the mm-hmm. situation with Buckbeak. The tension between the two houses got so intense that fights were breaking out in the hallways and <laughs> like as the match was approaching... <laughs> And Harry had to be on, like, guarded by fellow Gryffindors to get to class. I know, that's crazy. Because since he is the seeker, he's a little bit more of a target. If he gets hurt, he can't play, I guess. You only need your arm. Yeah. Arms. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you need. You don't need anything else to fly a broom. (laughs) The night before the match, Harry had a nice anxiety dream. He thought where he dreamt that he overslept and missed the game, but then it turned into the Slytherins were flying on dragons. Oh. The joys. That is an anxiety dream. I know. He woke up with a fright, um, and it was still the middle of the night, so he went to go get a drink of water. And while he was drinking his water, he looked out of the window, and he saw an animal making its way across the lawn. And Harry dreaded, thinking that it was probably the Grim the again. Grim. But it wasn't. It was Crookshanks. What you doing, Crookshanks? Why aren't you in bed? Crookshanks is suspicious. <laughs> okay. Crookshanks, there is something up with Crookshanks and nobody can convince me otherwise. Okay. He's not a regular cat. He's not. There's something going on there. Relief washed over him because it wasn't the dog or the grim. But then the big shaggy dog made its way over to Crookshanks. <laughs> Harry had a little bit of hope, though, because if Crookshank could see it, it wasn't an omen. It was an actual dog. (laughs) So (laughs) he tried to get Ron to wake up, and waking up Ron is not an easy task. And so by the time he, like, looked back after attempting to get Ron up, the animals were gone. Okay, okay. And then Ron went right back to sleep. Ron was like, what? What What is this animal interaction, Priscilla? I'm telling you, Crookshank (laughs) is sent from Sirius or something. Okay. I think that Crookshank is not a good cat. (laughs) Something is off. And so Crookshank can see this dog that was after. I don't think it's the Grim. I think maybe it's the same thing that, well, no, maybe it is. But how would Crookshank see it? I don't know, That's but point. who says, I mean, it is an animal. Like, you know how, like, why does Harry think that a cat can't see a death? Though? I don't yeah. know. 
Oh, that's true. Maybe a cat can see a death omen. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like cats see... Were they just like chilling? Like, see more than Crookshanks in the sometimes. death omen were like, hey, what's up? Let's <laughs> yeah. yeah. How did they meet? And scare Harry. <laughs> <laughs> what if know, Crookshanks man. is an omen itself? Mm. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Yeah, they all... Like, I don't Let know. everybody experiences. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Suspicious. <laughs> I will always be suspicious Crook- until I get answers. Crookshanks is sus. Yeah. Just a little, but also a lot. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, when I said animals in this book, there's like critters everywhere. Yes. And yeah. Antics. The next morning, the Gryffindor team got cheers from the Hufflepuffs and the Ravenclaw tables. Mm-hmm. As they entered the Great Hall, Cho Chang even Chang. wished Harry good luck. Sorry, I'm going to say that every Ooh. time you say it. <laughs> Cho Chang. And, like, obviously the Slytherins, like, hissed at them because, you know, they don't want them to win. Yeah. Um, once in the changing room, the team was completely silent, taking in the intensity mm. of the coming match. That's a lot for Fred and George. Mm. Yeah, true. Soon they were on the pitch, and Madam Hooch started the match. Harry's nerves disappeared once he was in the air, and Malfoy wasn't far behind him. But Malfoy went ahead and searched for the snitch immediately, while Harry just kind of took things in, because again, he needs to be 50 points, above 50 points. So I just said 60, because like that's basically how their point system works. Yeah. The match was brutal. Like <laughs> It oh, was yeah. the dirtiest match Harry had ever seen. Gryffindor had an early lead, Slytherin. and Slytherin resorted to playing dirty which is really not that off from them and gryffindor reciprocated though with the same energy harry had to wait until uh, like i said harry had to wait until gryffindor was leading 60 points before he can catch the snitch so even though he had even he saw the snitch once Mm -hmm. he had to ignore it because he couldn't look at it too long or else Malfoy could see that he's looking at it and find it as well. Ugh, too complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Strategy. I would um, I would start messing up how many points everyone had. I yeah. hope they have some sort of scoreboard. Yeah. I, so I think I we do. Up. After a few penalties and many boos and a scolding towards Lee from McGonagall for not being biased, the score was 70 to 10, mm. Gryffindor leading. Mm. Harry went into action and quickly found the snitch. Harry shot towards it and was about to catch it when he felt his firebolt begin being like dragged down. Dirty. To, like to his or- horror, he turned around and saw that Malfoy was behind him, holding on to the end of Harry's broom. What a little cheater! That's desperate. <laughs> This caused Harry to lose sight of the snitch, and Harry was so angry, he nearly hit him, mm. <clears throat> but he couldn't reach him. The entire st- stadium, bes- or pitch, I should say, besides the Slytherins, was furious. McGonagall didn't even stop Lee from cursing at him. I think McGonagall even was- Yeah, she was yelling herself. Yeah, she was booing. <laughs> she was, yeah. yeah, she was she, yelling. She was crazy. She was busy shaking her fist. Mm-hmm. Gryffindor missed their penalty shot, and soon after, Slytherin scored. Harry had to wait yet again. Not long after, Angelina scored, and Harry, and to Harry's excitement, or and Harry's excitement shot up. But when he looked around, his heart dropped. <gasps> Malfoy was diving towards the snitch. 
Harry hmm. shot over to catch up, and the firebolt came in clutch. Yes. He was the, he was besides beside Malfoy before Malfoy could catch the snitch. Harry put all of his might into flying and urging his broom to go faster. When he took both of his hands off of his broom, I don't understand how this worked, but okay, shoved Malfoy's hands aside and caught the snitch. He's gripping it wow. with his legs. That's intense. Yeah, that's what I imagined, like, gripped it yeah. with his... <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> yes! Harry shouts. Yeah. As he circles the pitch, showing off the snitch in his hand. The crowd went wild. Oliver came speeding over to him with tears in his eyes. The team made it to the ground and were chanting that they had won the cup. The crowd joined the team in the celebration. Hagrid congratulated Harry, shouting that he needed to tell Buckbeak. Oh. McGonagall was in tears. (laughs) And Dumbledore gave them the cup. And when Harry found Hermione and Ron, they just beamed at each other. Oh, so sweet. Because they this... can't hug. <laughs> um, the way that this chapter ended is so cute. Actually. Yeah. yeah. The crowd brought the team up onto their shoulders, and Harry just thought, if only there was a Dementor. Because he, he could conjure the best Patronus ever oh he's so happy because he was so happy <gasps> what a good gryffindor gryffindor. gryffindor everyone was chanting for them you know they everyone were. besides yeah. Slytherins. sorry You're like slytherin sorry, can't slytherin. win we don't have anybody in here that's i think sky okay. is a slytherin no sky's a slytherin oh i'm sorry <laughs> dang <laughs> I just assume everyone's Gryffindor because that's not like 90% of the people are. I know. If it's your first time in, what is oh, your yeah. house? Oh, yeah. What's your house? Let us know. Wow. Well, what a couple of chapters. Yes. You did good, Joni. Yeah, thanks. you did a really good job with that Quidditch final. <laughs> oh, thanks. I had to walk away from it because I was about, again, I was about to just be like, no. They won. We're good. <laughs> they won the cup. Oliver's happy. Yeah. At least I don't have to commentate Quidditch for the rest of the book. The rest of the book. We'll see That's how true. the next book goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Billy says Becca and I are Hufflepuff. I knew Becca was. I didn't know that you were Billy. Uh, Billy didn't claim Hufflepuff for a while, oh, really? so I was surprised you actually said Hufflepuff. <laughs> What did Billy claim before? I think he said Ravenclaw. I feel like he said he was Ravenclaw. I don't remember. That was More like badgers. five, six years ago. So. I very rarely get any Ravenclaws to say Ravenclaw. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. I think Sodi is the only other Ravenclaw that I know. Yeah. I'm a half and half now. Yeah. Okay. Did we meet, meet anybody new? I don't think so. I don't think we did. There's no. trolls outside of Gryffindor Tower or Yeah, security it, trolls. Yeah, I think it's Tower. Um Which I feel like that just like makes everyone know where the Gryffindor common room is now. That's true. Yeah. They're like, oh there it is. I have a feeling like I don't know, maybe it's not somewhere people pass by a lot though. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's not yeah, I feel like the commons room might be the common rooms might be 
just separated from where people would high work traffic areas. Area. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Most valuable wizard. <laughs> Billy says that Becca shamed me into acceptance of Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> she could do that for yeah. sure. Yeah, she can. <laughs> Listen, if you're a Ravenclaw, you're a Ravenclaw. It's all good. Yeah, where are the Ravenclaws? Where are they? Just here. Just here. Okay, most valuable wizard. Let's let's think. Oh, there are a lot of good moments. There were. We could. How about we choose one for each of our sections? I think there's enough. Maybe. Mine's am- gonna be Harry. <laughs> Is yours gonna be Harry? Mine's Lupin. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say Lupin too. For oh, his- well, I was gonna say Hagrid. <laughs> well, that's good. We don't. Want- Oh my gosh, there's a lot. See, it's hard because I agree with Hagrid too. I agree with Harry too. I mean, Harry just freaking won the cup, man. Yeah. Um, okay. So Hagrid, Harry, Lupin, Hermione. Not really. Well, okay. I think we should honorable mention Hermione because she freaking smacks yeah. Draco. Then she freaking walks oh, out yeah. of divination. Well, that's what I was thinking, but I'm like, does that make her a valuable <laughs> She walks out of divination because she's done with that crap. And then what did, what did she do? Oh, wait. What else did she do? I feel like there was one more. Well, she missed charms. And she missed. <laughs> she did. <laughs> uh, Poor thing. That was, uh, I just remember Ron, off day. Ron being like, She's having a bad day. She's having a bad day. Yeah, he said yeah. that when she walked out of divination. Okay. Anyway, so who is our most valuable wizard? Final I think that's... answers. <laughs> I, I'm going to uh, go. Agree. See, we can each have one. I'm going to go with Lupin. Or you can say Lupin. I'll say Harry. That's fine. And, and Joni said Hagrid. <laughs> yeah. And then we all agree that honorable mention is Hermione. Hermione. There we go. We figured it out. <laughs> There we go. One for each of us, for- plus an yeah. honorable mention. Oh, most magical moment. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it I'm has def- to be the Quidditch game. Yeah, I yeah. feel like you cannot have it be the Quidditch. Like the end, the beaming, yeah. the <laughs> can conjure up the best Patronus ever. <laughs> the beaming. <laughs> you know why didn't they, they hug? Why? They're so awkward. <laughs> I think, like, Hermione had been, like, excommunicated them remember? from them for so long. Remember, they're 13. Yeah, but Hermione just hugs them all the time. Yeah, Hermione literally hugged Ron and, like, sobbed on him. <laughs> yeah. But all of a sudden, she's too shy to actually hug when the moment's right. Maybe <laughs> Harry's just too sweaty. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> So do we all agree on the Quidditch match? Yes. It was a very magical, happy, pure moment. Happy, happy. Yeah. It was. That was a good. And that's why I think this was a good part to, for me to end mm-hmm. in because it didn't lead. To- it kind of was a good little end to that mm-hmm. chapter of the whole thing. Now we don't have to stress out about the Quidditch match. It's all good. Like, you know, we can move on to serious things. No yeah. pun intended. <laughs> Her first happiness doesn't stay long in Hogwarts. That's true. It's like, oh, you're happy? Not for long. (laughs) Someone's going to kill you. (laughs) Hogwarts goes, hold my beer. (laughs) Hold my better beer. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wow. That was good. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of this episode. Episode 30, by the way. we did it. Yeah, we didn't say that. But, yes, this is our 30th episode. 
Oh my gosh, 30 freaking episodes, guys. How have we done so many? <laughs> That's a lot. Wait until we get to 50, which is just 20 away, and then 50 more is 100. Oh my, oh my goodness. I wonder, <laughs> yeah, I wonder what book it would probably be. Yeah, what book do you think a 100th episode would be? I guarantee you it's probably going to be Goblet. <laughs> Wait, what? No, yeah. Order, <laughs> you guys are no both goblet. very confident about the answer. <laughs> no, I wanted to say order. For some reason, my mouth said goblet, though. <laughs> Laura's like, order. Just Don't eat goblet. It's like the longest. And I think we could finish goblet in 20-ish episodes. Oh, no, it would be less yeah. than that. I was thinking 50. Ignore me. I can't do math. <laughs> well this is we'll episode see. 30 guys so thank you so much if you've been listening from episode one if you've been listening from episode 30 thank you so much for listening yes um we appreciate all of our listeners we appreciate you guys joining us every single week listening to us in your car at the gym cleaning cooking whatever wherever yes. you listen to Those us are all we prime it. podcasting times yeah that's what i think about myself <laughs> like that's when i podcast um but if you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast you can find us on instagram and facebook at unveiling the magic and on twitter at unveiling magic and we are on twitch we record these episodes live we have a lot of fun uh with our chat so if you want to be a part of that make sure you follow us on twitch our channel is at unveiling the magic Magic. Magic. No. Magic. <laughs> no. Make sure you follow us on our Twitch channel, which is at Unveiling the Magic Podcast. <laughs> um, we would love to hang out with you guys there. You can see our faces. Yeah. That interests you. Um, and, and you get also, the extended cut. Yes. Yeah. You get to see us. <laughs> To all of the behind the scenes things that are cut out from these episodes that you listen to. Like our clap. <laughs> like our clap at the beginning and all that fun stuff. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. And until next time. Mischief managed. Bye. 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 Because I dropped them off at the shop. She's like, do you want to come in for some yogurt? And I'm like, no, I really, really don't. But I really, really do. <laughs> it's like, I can't. It's yogurt. It's good for I know. you. I know, right? It's... Gosh. If you're in Tampa, stop by Yogurt Naturally for me. And I mm. see that there's a white chocolate raspberry truffle. Ugh, so good. <gasps> That's the, the October flavor. What are you doing, Joni? <laughs> I thought you were snickling. I thought you were snickling me. Like oh. I was like, what did I spoil now? I do that no. to Bella too when I can see her right here. Team She's like you were just sitting right there. I'm like, okay, I'll give you a scratch. Pause. Maybe. Becca just followed us on Twitch. Oh Becca! Becca. Hi Becca. Oh my gosh. I'm assuming it's Becca, my old yes. roommate. Yes. If not, <laughs> Yes. Okay. Oh, hello, Becca, old roommate. <laughs> hello. I saw the little emote that came up for the follow. Is that someone dancing? I feel yes, like Snape's in there. Yes, it's Dumbledore and Snape. <gasps> it oh, is. Okay. It's, uh, it's I didn't notice Dumbledore. It was an outtake. Said Becca. From this movie, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. It's from Prisoner. Well, welcome in, Becca. Thank you so much for the follow.
Stay. Get cozy with us. Derp Diggler. Hello, Derp Diggler. <laughs> Hello. Thank you Hello. for the follow. Welcome in. Ooh, Thank you. Does that mean we're like getting close to 40? We have 39 followers, people. <gasps> oh, my oh my god. Oh, One more follow and we're and we'll be 40. Someone Hi. follow now. <laughs> <laughs> We grew 40 on stream. <laughs> All 11 people are like, sorry, we're already following. I don't know what to do. <laughs> tell your friends. Yeah, tell Thank your friends. You. Thank and you if you're coming. not. Make if your spouses you. follow us. They don't. <gasps> you, wait, you know who doesn't follow us? Who? Kurt? Oh, Kurt's busy. Yeah, Kurt doesn't follow us, but he's in a league game. Okay, that's I, fine. I cannot bother him. Griff Derps for life. Griff. <laughs> Yeah. Too many griffs. Roar. <laughs> Did you just roar? I did. <laughs> Someone clipped that voice. <laughs> We're in the same if person. If you just joined, Joni and Amanda are the same person. <laughs> they really are. Pause again. Billius Maximus has followed us. Yeah. Oh man, oh man, we're over 40. Let's go. It's so close. It's happening. <laughs> I love when Laura's like, pause. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Griselda. How's it going? Hi. Thank you for following. Hello. I yeah. appreciate that. Griselda, do you have a Harry Potter house? Let us know. Mm. I don't. I can watch all the movies. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for popping in. Yes. Welcome to our Harry Potter podcast. 